That's it, and that's all. Welcome back. We're we're here. This is week fifteen, episode fifteen. I don't know how you want to delineate those. Uh, it's both. I think people can say whatever they want. I don't really care. I don't have to. I don't really. Uh, a age ain't nothing but a number. You know. Of course, yeah, that classic saying. Yep. Uh, is basically what I was gonna say. Uh, we're back, and we're doing a special episode today. Uh, and by special, I think that means just like we have a third person here. That's F- that's what makes it special. Fifteen episodes, two guests. Boom. So we're uh, we're joined today uh, via Skype by uh, Joe Bond. Why don't you say hi? I would just like to say that I am the number one intern of the Disney. Yeah, we were going to get to that. You, but absolutely correct. You are the intern. It's uh, it is you. You have done. Uh, you've definitely done the most legwork of any uh, non-paid members. That's all of us of the Dismal Tide. I'm gonna, uh, followed closely by Mike. I think I'm going to hear about well, not I'm gonna, you. I'm going to hear about this. A different Mike. Just... Oh yeah, no. So I think the idea was that like Joe was sending me uh, wrestling clips and stuff like that. And I think for our last was it our last podcast that Tegan was the intern. Uh, yes. So she was the intern. But I will say. Um, as far as Tegan's interning skills went, uh, dog shit. Gave no content to the show. Um, really just kind of wanted that. It was clear a couple weeks on that she just wanted the line on her resume. And once she got it, like, that was it. She, she had one foot out the door the whole time. I will say, I have this included on my resume, but not the one that I'm handing out to uh, places that I need to be tra- that I'm applying to work at just because they don't understand sure, this is for your f- future wrestling writing jobs you can say hey I did a couple episodes of the dismal yeah. tide and sports yeah. online now uh yeah. Tegan hasn't submitted much in the way of uh of, of anything sports related um we we text about the bachelor a lot but um we don't we don't cover the bachelor so much on this show yeah I just, but I, to be fair, I mostly just send you guys gifts that I'm entertained by on you, Twitter. You send a lot of stuff that I, I watch and I'm immediately horrified. Yeah. And then I spend like five <laughs> minutes going like, ah, what do I say to this? Like, this is, I just watched a, a man get his tongue stapled to a board. That was 100% worth the front row ticket. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, was that your video? No, I, so I was, I was live at that show. That was like Cage of Death 19 this past December in Philly. Uh, That was Mance Warner versus Ricky Shane Page. And at one point, Mance Warner had his tongue stapled to just a a board on the ground and he had to get it off somehow. So he just had to like force his way through. And that juxtaposed with the completely fake uh, ripping of Batista's nose ring at WrestleMania, which just no commitment. Yeah. This movie star didn't want it. Yeah, it's it's funny because like WWE, it's like if Walmart tried to be like Supreme, like the clothing brand. It's like just because of who they are, they will never have any sort of legitimacy. But they will try. Well, I, yeah, I think it's 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 too far gone now. It the uh, the yeah, well, I guess much like Walmart or anything like that. It just it's uh there's there's nothing there that they could do that I think they would even find acceptable. No one's allowed to get stapled yeah. to anything in WWE at this point. Yeah, 
and it's it has honestly it has a lot to do with um with weirdly enough their action figure deals so they have a deal with mattel and like mattel makes barbies mattel does not want to be associated with anything more extreme than just like your typical wrestling huh yeah never really thought about that well i I just thought they didn't well i guess like all the the brands that they're always in business with like it's always things like despite the fact that they're you know making outrageous money on all these pay-per-views uh but they're all still managed to be sponsored by snickers or mountain dew or something gotta keep the snickers people happy they're they're weirdly corporate in the sense of like a lot of wrestling is just driven by wrestling itself whereas wwe has like tried to legitimize itself in the sense of like we are a brand whereas no other wrestling company has tried to say we are a brand well i guess that uh you know is that that doesn't really exist for, for the other like is anyone even close to big enough to try to do that right now you have New Japan, which is going to be like the problem is that it's not a primarily American company. So it's like I can't go look up tickets and see New Japan tomorrow. Also, they're the probably the second biggest company right now, right now. But AEW is also gaining steam, which is the Young Bucks of Ring of they were formerly of Ring of Honor and PWG. Like they're they were like the biggest indie tag team. They've teamed up with Cody Rhodes to try and develop a company with shit. one of the Tony Khan. He's of that Khan family that own like the Jaguars, and they own a. They, I believe they own uh, Fulham, the English yeah, Premier yeah. League team. Also, yeah, they they own Fulham as well. Yeah. Uh, before we get too far into it, let me just at least introduce the uh, the segment here. We got Joe on, not specifically for WrestleMania, but definitely because WrestleMania was on. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy the type of wrestling that Joe uh, watches, I don't know, at his yeah, leisure, here, here I to, guess. Here to fill us in on all the it's- stuff that I don't have the, uh, the the energy to track down. I, I said watching, like, uh, w- watching all, all of the different, uh, many different, like, uh, smaller wrestling promotions now and all that feels like trying to follow soccer 20 years ago. Like I, it's, yeah. it, it was a lot of just like having to uh, track it down at a bunch of odd hours and um, just in weird, stupid places. Um, uh, because like uh, even with, with new Japan, I didn't know when to watch it. I didn't know when it was on TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you got three different kind of wrestling and- guys on the show. You got uh, Joe, who is the biggest wrestling fan I've ever met. I'd call Mike a nice medium wrestling fan. You definitely know what's going on. Uh, I'm I'm a casual by any by any real standards. I'm I'm very casual, and I am brand new. This is my first WrestleMania I've watched uh, willingly and was not drug into. Uh, fuck you. Yeah. So uh, I thought I'd just like take a real quick look at the at the matches and uh, see what we have to say about it before we get to the uh, the more indie stuff.
should I give should I give my background as to like what wrestling I typically watch? Give a bit anything? of your give, yeah. give a bit of your background and um and seeing as so much that wasn't WWE related does sort of take place on WrestleMania weekend, much in the okay. way that like like it's like how South by Southwest is basically just a big Mountain Dew commercial now, but a bunch of cool shit does go on around South by Southwest. It's like that. Okay. So just to give myself uh, context for your listeners who don't know who I am. So uh, I am a English teacher in South Jersey and I have this weird disconnection with pro wrestling. Whereas like, I understand that it's all narrative driven and I more or less watch it almost as like a weird palate cleanser to what I've been doing as far as like academically where like I, one of my major interests academically is like religious literature. And I then ju- juxtapose that with guys stapling each other's the foreheads together. Yeah. Like it's like, it's just a weird dichotomy next to each other. That was jackass. That was, All right. Yeah. Just, well, well you, you need, uh, you need both sides of that. Well, those are the, yeah. that was like the, the way I was raised on wrestling was just like my dad going, this is fake. This is garbage. But like now that I've gotten old enough and I, I, let me be clear, I've been old enough to decide for myself for some time. Uh, that's the nice part. Yeah. It's fucking it's, fake. Yeah, Who cares? It, it is fake and it is garbage and it kicks ass. That's, that's what's good about it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, ironically, one of these shows this weekend was a bunch of wrestlers in legitimate fights, <laughs> which was interesting. Which uh, I'll be more than happy to do the WrestleMania stuff first, then we'll do the indie stuff. Okay. Um, starting with the first thing that I saw when I turned it on was uh, Braun Strowman def- winning the the Andre the Giant oh. Royal Rumble. Oh, we're we're just gonna skip right over the first hour and a half of pre-show. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Yeah, you just Well, you just I said what I saw. Back. Did you guys see Tony Nice uh I, defeat I, Buddy Murphy? I know that that was exactly an hour and a half in because that's when I showed up to the party. <laughs> so, I missed I missed the I missed the beginning of the pre-show. Oh, I was going to say I'll start with the first wrestler whose name I recognize, but I take that back cuz I do recognize Carmella's name. So, Buddy Murphy has been the Cruiserweight champion for the better part of a year now. And he lost to Tony Nese, whose personality is just, I diet really well, and I'm very toned. Which was a strange move. And I think it might have been a red herring for the rest okay. of the night. Because they wanted, they wanted to establish that, like, sometimes the people that you don't want to win will win. Yeah, that happened a couple times tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And they'll Anything do that. say about... Uh... Carmella winning the uh, the Women's Royal Rumble? So, Royale, WWE sorry. has proven themselves time and time again that the Battle Royals at WrestleMania mean absolutely nothing. But if this means that we can get any form of uh, Sarah Logan, who had a good showing in it, to be eliminated last, uh, I'm all for it. Because I think she's legitimately a great wrestler. She was trained in Japan and then came back to the United States wrestling yeah, like I, outside. Yeah, the 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 battle royals uh that they do, that they do. Um I they're they're never good. I believe um the only thing I even remember from any of them is I think that the first one I it might have been Rusev 
uh, destroyed the trophy in anger. Um, that's that. That is all I remember from any of these over the past four years. I just remember that somebody missed their cue, and he was supposed to give be given his own entrance during one of them, and he wasn't because he just ran out instead. So it was just like awkward. They were just like, "Wait, is that his name was Tatanka?" And they were just like, "Oh my god, did Tatanka just show up with no warning behind it?" And they were like, "Yes, he did. He just uh, ran into right. the ring." How about the next one? Uh, do one, two, three. Uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder defeating the Revival in the uh, uh, team so, tag team tag uh, team so, match. Team tag I did, tag I team tag. I did. I did manage to catch the end of this one, and I'm kind of happy with it. Maybe not necessarily for the revival because they are a tag team that deserves to be like on the main card and appreciated for who they are. But they have, I believe, Kurt Hawkins at the time of this win was oh and like near two fifty. <laughs> oh. Like his gimmick had been, he had not won a single match in for that the better part gimmick? of a year and a half. Wrestling Chris that Davis. That was his gimmick. So he would come out. <laughs> Chris Davis having a bad week. He would come out, and then he is. He would say, "I am O and thirty, but this is my the next match. I'm going to win. I'm feeling lucky. This is going to be my best match." And then he would depressing shit. No, no, that's a great bit. <laughs> but I will not be O and thirty one. But not O and thirty two. Yeah, exactly. And then someone else would come out, pin him, and then he's like. All right, you know what? I'm not going to press my luck anymore tonight. Um, I missed the next battle royal that had Colin Jost being eliminated. Yeah, by that Braun was stupid. Strowman. I was eating a pulled pork sandwich during this. I um, um, now I, I saw that. Well, Colin Jost came out in a, a Odell Beckham Browns jersey, which fair enough. That's a that's a decent uh, troll, I think. Um, he uh, immediately slid out. Uh, uh, under the, the bottom rope and hid under the ring, which is that classic move that we all know and love. And uh, then eventually he came back in and um, he, he brought out his therapist to uh, talk to Braun Strowman about how everything doesn't need to be solved through anger. Um, I believe the therapist was thrown over the top rope. Okay. So the only thing I'm going to comment on that is that uh, Braun Strowman took out his nipple piercings, and it's a lot better when he wears his tight tank or white beater or whatever. Okay, that's probably a good adjustment. Braun Strowman and I have I oh, I don't think we have much to discuss. I don't think Braun Strowman and I would get along very well. Um, he likes guns and he likes meat. That's about the only interest I know that he has oh, outside of wrestling. Pretty cool. He, I just, he's got a, he's, he, uh, he's one of the, he's got the, he's got the Superman tattoo. He's got the Superman tattoo that he clearly got before anything else and had to work around it. <laughs> um, he's got that country strong tattoo with the outline of North Carolina. Um, his hair, um, wrestle. Mm-hmm. I, I feel it, it's such a natural thing for wrestlers to, uh, go balder and balder while like, uh, maintaining the long hair before, uh, finally getting rid of it. Maybe more so than yeah. the triple H. 
but uh, but yeah, Braun Strowman it, uh, almost completely bald and, and keeping the ponytail uh, is just wet all the time, like so many of them are. But it, it looks worse on him. Ironically, they say Triple H because Triple H actually still What's has he hair. He just cut it. He cut it off in a bet against Vince McMahon. And then he was just like, you know what? I like short hair now. Oh, and that's I, why I definitely like, saw a creeping hairline. His hairline, is still, his hairline's not great, but it's not like it, Hogan. No, his hairline is still 90% okay. of the way there. All right. He's got a respectable hairline. Uh, I do want to say about this Colin Jost. Uh, and you know what? Michael Che should not be forgotten because he was also part of this dog shit. They came back later for like the wrap-up. Uh, they I, and they just wanted to do a bit with like Michael Che and Colin and I guess it was the therapist because I must have missed that part and it got no laughs. They did they got no laughs. Nobody even gave them sympathy laughs in Giant Stadium. It was it was like an episode of SNL. It was fucking awful. No, it was it was uh, uh when they when they were in like in the office getting medical treatment. Yeah. No, that was uh that was... who was that? You had uh, you had goddamn uh, uh, Kevin Nash and, uh, uh, and and Razor Ramon there. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, snap oh, on, really? doing a, doing your classic uh, snap on a latex glove. Uh, it's going up your ass, sort of thing. They did oh, do that joke. Oh, I think as, that I think that was the implication. As two yeah. fifty-five well, yeah, year old course. men would do, I love that sort of thing. Um. So you guys want to move on to the first? Uh, Major yeah, we had the uh, Universal Championship with where Seth Seth Rollins defeated Seth Seth, Seth. Seth Rollins uh, beat Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, um, the as soon as it ended, well, as soon as it started, everyone was saying this is going eight minutes. Uh, he's Brock. Brock has better places to be, and you know what? That's exactly what happened. According to this, it went two and a half minutes. So I I was at the local uh, drinking establishment while this match was happening. So I got to, and at this place that I went to, they just put on, on every TV had WrestleMania on, and I didn't even ask for it, which was kind of nice. But watching this match was like watching one of the, like watching one of those UFC fights where you're just like, this is going to, like, I'm fine with how this is going to end, but I know this is going to end the way I want it to. Like, the moment they were showing Seth Rollins getting like hurt a lot, I was like, "He's gonna yeah, pull it's, through." Uh, uh, that's that's again, it, it's the anything. Well, like WWE, that's that's always the thing. It's just someone's gonna get their ass beat for a long time and then find it within themselves to uh, clothesline everyone. Um, but uh, uh, um, fucking yeah. Um, Lesnar did get to say Suplex City uh, bitch one more time. Is uh how long is WWE going to keep doing this Lesnar thing? So, they've signed another UFC talent by the name of Matt Riddle who's got the legitimacy of Brock Lesnar, but He's a lot he seems like a, 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 a lovable goof. I've seen a lot of tweets about him without really knowing who he is. I see him sitting on a golf cart. He's got a lot. I've, he's got milk for some reason. There, that was a thing. I've met. I've I've personally met him about three times now, and he is just the nicest person you could ask for. 
he came to the local wrestling promotion right about a month before he was like formally signed and like was an NXT, induced into NXT. And he is, he literally was like sitting at his table doing his own, selling his own merchandise. And then like, obviously people were like wanted photos with him. Cause like we had all known that he was being signed and that he was probably not going to be on the independent circuit for much longer, but he was just like, uh, he had like shirts and pins and he was just like shirts, $15, uh, uh, pins 10 and then people were like what about photos and he was like photos autographs he's like dude and he literally just went bro just <laughs> free i don't care that's the kind of self-confidence we like on the dismal pod that's right and like that and it happened that night i saw him about a week and a half later where it was guaranteed to be his last independent match and he made sure every fan in line waiting for him had like a moment like he like sat outside like the the area where they were wrestling and was just like if somebody wants to it's meet like Henry me, Rollins It's like Henry Rollins without the <laughs> intimidation factor. So you're on the, you're on board with this guy. So because they got this guy What's his the name? Only Matt thing, Riddle. If you want if if Matt Riddle the only thing I'm not on board with is you can google this he has the worst oh tattoo that's, I've ever that's seen. That's very on brand. I gotta take it out. It is, it is it is it is a tattoo on his side that is of a magic mushroom. And his thing is that he's a lovable stoner. But it's just it's it's too much. It's a little too much. It's, it's big. And it's uh it yeah, it just Oh, it looks like he's got a, a like a, a like a skin lesion. It looks like a almost a mushroom cloud. Well, it's a mushroom. <laughs> I know, but it doesn't. Yeah. Well, I guess then I'm correct. What does a mushroom cloud look like? It looks like a nuclear bomb. Shut up! Shut! Oh my god! Uh, all right. What match did we have next? We had uh, AJ Styles beating Randy Orton. Next. This is a match just to use the bigger asshole. It's yeah, and like I don't mind either person in small doses. One, I know that I would have nothing to discuss with in person with either. Hold that bag up. Let's get a look at it. Hold that bag up. I want to see that bag. Let's see that bag. Joe's drinking. I got a full Joe's, glass. Joe's getting there. the most out of what's uh, left of his box of wine. Joe got some free wine. I have some. I'm drinking these free Natter days, uh, dude. An organization that I run had an exhibit, an art exhibit opening tonight, and we had wine, and then I took one of the boxes. That's the, look, that's the only reason to get involved in the in, in these things. It's just uh, there's a lot of time. There's going to be a lot of leftovers. Um, I'm thinking back on this AJ Styles Randy Orton match, and I I don't know if I remember it. Like I don't remember a fucking thing that happened during this match. It was it was not very I, memorable. And yet it's one of the longer uh, ones of the night. That was 16 minutes. Now, uh, AJ Styles is um, is bizarre to look at. Yeah, he's fucking weird. His, like, the the hair and beard combo that he's settled on are not the ones that, like, Mm -hmm. anyone else would choose. Like, um... And... 
And we haven't even discussed the fact that he all of his kids' initials oh, are oh, AJ. Good lord. Oh yeah, okay. AJ Styles is a fucking idiot. So he has on his ribs he has an A and a J tattooed, and then he has the dates that his kids were born. But what people don't talk about is the fact that he has named all of his kids. Uh, here it is. He one of his kids is named AJ Covell Jones. Followed by Avery Jones, followed by Abel Jones, followed by Annie Jones. All of their kids' names start with an A, and the last name is Jones, so they end with an A. And then the first kid has the double up of it, of his first name is AJ. And then his initials Dude, are also AJ, AJ Styles looks like if you were if you're a certain uh type of white trash. Like, if your parents got divorced, like, AJ Styles is, like, the first guy your mom would start dating. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that just makes his kids go to youth group when they clearly don't want to. <laughs> I also, and I, I think other people have made this observation as well, but he looks like a, just like a fucked up Chip Gaines. That, uh, from, that one I from like. HGTV. Yeah, he does look like a fucked up Chip Gaines. Oh. Uh. <laughs> And then, but then it's like on the other end of it, you have Randy Orton, the only man who can show so much disdain for so many other people's dream jobs and That's still right. and get away. He, with he was uh, dishonorably discharged from the military because he was such a big asshole. He was dishonorably yeah. di- discharged. What did he do? Mm-hmm. I, I think know. he went AWOL. Among other things, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, I just, yeah, basically his father and his grandfather were both fairly popular wrestlers, so he was able to, like, pull in some favors, get a job, and then he was doing, he was put in enough effort to maintain said job, and then about 2011, he decided to (laughs) mentally just check out. And that's where he's been for eight years. Yeah, he's like he's like the substitute teacher of professional yeah, wrestling. He has, they still, I'll tell you, they still go ape shit for those RKOs, though. I I was at a bar while that was happening, and just it was like people had never seen a diamond cutter before, which is the move that that is just stolen from. He, um, yeah, it is. Well, he tried to do it off the top rope, right? I well, do rem- I do remember that. Yeah, he he kept trying to do all these different variations of it. And the problem is that that would have been fun and exciting about three to four years ago. Have any tricks? He's got no new material. There's no, he can't feud with anyone in any sort of interesting way. There's just, there's just, does nothing of interest. And like wrestling, even not even. Not even extreme elements of wrestling have advanced past anything that he does. Like I watched, like I watched people legitimately knock each other out at a wrestling show this weekend, and we have Randy Orton trying to just slowly one up himself unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one, which is uh, the users. Uh, winning the fatal. Uzos. How do you say Uzos. it? The Uzos. Uso. 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 Okay. 
I don't know what to tell you guys here. We both, we all knew that I was going to do it at one point or another. <laughs> Joking on my natter days. The uh, the USO show uh, <laughs> defeated the fatal four, <laughs> defeated the fatal four ways. Uh, they won one nothing. Uh, no, the Usos won the fatal four way. They beat Alistair Black and Ricochet, Rusev, and blah 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 blah. Um, anything? How did you enjoy this one? Alistair Black least? is. Uh, Alistair Black. His, his back tattoo oh. is pretty awful as well. He's my favorite wrestler of all really? time right now. So, so in wrestling, you obviously have people that exist on a spectrum of good and bad. And he's the one of the few people to openly acknowledge the spectrum and then say, I don't <laughs> exist on it. Which is kind of interesting in the grand scheme of things. Where he's openly just like, I do what's best for me, regardless of how that affects everyone else. But he also then exists on a spectrum of like, this is what is good for everyone. That back tattoo is rough. That's a lot going on. Yeah. He's also an incredible... I've, I've met, I met him last year, and I had on the shirt of this other wrestler and he took a photo of me and he was like, I'm sending this to this guy because not enough people wear his shirt. That is like, That's cool. a cool gesture. He also, he's doing the long Mohawk, yeah. like Phil Anselmo, uh, which is also a good look. I've been, it's, it's the Dutch for some reason can just carry out weird hairstyles. The long, uh, I, I like doing the, the, I was doing the Phil Anselmo voice to, uh, uh, to my parents' cats over the weekend. What is the voice? When, um, in, in like Pantera songs, when he just starts like making just like threatening comments, but like in his like just low speaking voice, <laughs> it's like, you ain't walk got, on home, walk on home, boy. You ain't got the balls, son. Okay. Uh, and his, oh, and shout out to Hardcore Band Incendiary who does. Alistair Black's uh, theme song. Him, him on that, uh, uh, him on that board being raised up is is, uh, is something though. It's um, it's. I wonder how long he's on it before it gets raised up, and how people are just staring at him on the board. <laughs> like he's like waiting for yeah. surgery before he's just, they're. Like, he's just like, like, oh, lying still on the board. People are like yelling shit at him. Um. Yeah. All right. So back to this match because I realized we got distracted. To focus on the match as a whole, this is a classic WrestleMania overbooking in the sense that they want to give as much attention to their favorite people. But the problem is that they had not built up those people in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania. So, like, the Usos were just thrown into this match of, like, uh, you, you got to defend them against all these other teams. Yeah, but, there's, uh, good there's luck. There's a, a lot of people who I like watching on their own in this. Um, like, uh, uh, like they, they, they're, they packed a little bit too much into this 10 minutes. We were, uh, we were start, we were, uh, robbed of more of any of these people. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, this is all Nakamura got to do. Like, I, he's yeah. one of my favorites. Yep. Uh, my, my casual favorites. I like him. No, that's it. He, he's my favorite. I like group. Rusev. I like Rusev is extremely athletic for his size, so I like just watching him pop up from the ground really fast. Um, and uh, 
Ricochet. Well, they they let Ricochet show off with uh, his. I mean, he's a, a bit of a gimmick, but um, he's he's really good at it. And the bar the bar hysterical. Yeah. I I don't know what the bar. I don't is either, but I just I I right. in, I'm not really interested in what they get up to anymore. I just like the uh, I find them together to be very funny. Yeah, it feels like they're just like the bad guys from a skiing <laughs> movie. Like they just wear aviators and they're just like there to just be there mean. to do the fusion dance. Um, yeah. Um, the next match, uh, Shane McMahon and the Miz. Oh yeah, the 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 father's uh, rights match. That okay, all right. I just want to say one thing about this match, then we can move on, and it's that. This match only served one purpose, and it was to what is the highest thing we can throw Shane? Yeah, that, well, isn't that his thing? He loves it. Yeah, no, that's his thing. It's like he's he's like a uh, just like a, that's his. He just gets thrown off of things, and then he w- wakes up the next day and just does it. Well, this one else. wasn't even that deals. ridiculous. It was like it was like ten feet. He got thrown. And then he won. He was up there. I don't know. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, oh, no, yeah. no, no. I, no, no I'm sorry. Was, I have it mixed it was, up. It was a 15 20 First of all, Ren, you're skipping to the end here. We, uh, uh, we got to, um, we got to, yeah, we, we want to focus on. Now, I've, I've heard someone said on Twitter that that is, in fact, not the Miz's father. That is the Miz's <laughs> father. Okay. That, I, is, that is his. That is his, uh, to pull another wrestling term in here, that is his shoot dad. Yeah, explain that. Yeah. What, shoot? Like, that means, like, wow, real. Okay. Like, that is his actual oh, okay. biological father. Yeah, I, I saw someone they say... They really leaned on that story. I saw someone say, um, uh, that is not, and I don't want to get into how I know this, but that is not the, the Miz's real father, and I don't... and. Nothing further was explained, so I didn't know if that was true or not. But I did. I just saw one person say that. Uh, I think that I believe it to be. And his father, um, it's a it's a bold look that he's uh, chosen as well. The <laughs> the, the mustache. That, with not, the I wouldn't hair. call that long hair. That looks like it's it's a weird intermediate length hair. Um, that it looks like he's been trimming his own bangs. I I mean, he is from Ohio. I don't know how many of your mi- listeners are from Ohio, but it's like, a, he is the, that his dad is the human. Just like uh, just men men of men of his age in Ohio, that is just that's that's the preferred look. Yeah, and and I want and if anyone here is from Ohio and getting upset at me. I just want to say that I have a tattoo that I got while in Ohio, and I still don't. Remember, so. <laughs> I don't know if that makes up. Uh, well, I don't. I also don't. It says it says Ohio. Oh well, all right. <laughs> I think the people of Ohio know know what they're about. What? Where's this Ohio tattoo? Uh, it's yeah, on my I don't ankle. <laughs> it seems like a real, whole lot of work. In our in our in our previous discussion, I got it on the on said road trip that we discussed okay. earlier. Okay. Okay. Um, also, I want to do, um, uh, I, I also found that the Mrs. Father looks uh, quite a lot like what you might assume. Um, if anyone didn't see 
WrestleMania and is listening to this, picture um, when I say the words public masturbator, pick uh, just picture something and then look at the picture of the Miz's father. I wasn't see. I wouldn't go that far. I would say flea market connoisseur. Ooh. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah, I could see something like that. I went for the most negative one. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be a little more That's optimistic. Fair. Guy watches TV outside. Yeah, we watch. I watch TV and outside. Not every day. Not every day. <laughs> <laughs> See, so now it's like now it's like though we're like we're moving into like the meat of WrestleMania, and it's just like all of these matches. I feel like were pretty good, with the exception of one that lasted. Yeah, that was well. Dumb. Mysterio's hurt, right? He kind of. I don't know if he was cleared or if he was not. Like they, if he was cleared, cleared, or if he was just not cleared. I just the only things I really want to talk about out of the second half of WrestleMania is if you like pro wrestling, you're going to enjoy the story told in the Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan match where Kofi Kingston finally overcame all these barriers and he won. That's great. Um, Roman Reigns beating Drew McIntyre should come at no surprise to anyone with a pulse and has seen any uh, that, amount of that's wrestling. That's correct. Um, if, if you come back from cancer, um, you're not going to lose at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, if everyone is legitimately happy that you're just alive, you're not going to leave. That'd be pretty cool if he did, though. I thought he was going to. I thought they were going to build up the whole, knowing nothing about I'm going to finish what cancer started. (laughs) It's just so over the top, so (laughs) ham-handed. I would just like to say, I don't know how Kurt Kurt Angle has any form of a neck at this point. That was another one I could have done without. That was stupid. It so it's Kurt a Angle looks like, like just like burnt meat at this point. He he moves like Batman from the nineteen eighty nine Batman <laughs> film. Just yeah, in the sense that the cowl and the like the 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 cape were all yeah. So one he just piece. can't move his upper body. <laughs> no, turns so to look at you with his, his shoulders. Head, he has to turn his whole body. <laughs> like. I just wish Kurt Angle the best, and I, I don't know what he's going to be doing from this well, point on. Well, let's do the uh, the Kofi Kingston one, because that was my favorite one. Well, congratulations I... to the Iconics. We skipped over the Iconics. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, all right. So, the Iconics one, um, I have, like, the, I just love the accents. It's weird. I have, like, they're, like, one of my wrestling crushes in the sense of, like, I'm attracted to them, but I think it's just because of the accents, and I think that, and it's like, because like they both seem like very boring people <laughs> that only care about but themselves. The, but then I'm like, they have a fun fair. accent. I know what, that's fair. In the world of wrestling, that's, that, why not? That's half of it. Yeah. So good job, Iconics. Um. So. Is that how they spell yeah. it too? Kofi Kingston. Yeah. I'm already ready to move to like just like the next. All right, match. yeah, the like, Kofi Kingston match. So this had a lot of weird. This was a weird match for WWE to book in 2019. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with WWE's past handling of any things with any uh, sort of racial. Usually overtones. not great. No, I don't know. 
Um, I believe it was WrestleMania 20. Was it 20? Might have been 21. No, I think it was 21. Where they gave a similar storyline to Booker T. Except the finish of the match was instead of Booker T winning and overcoming like being a like an African American wrestler and and having like a white boss who doesn't believe in him, it was Triple H took legitimately thirty seconds to pin Booker T, and he still won easily. Like he he gave him his finishing move, and then Booker T had to lay there. While Triple H slowly crawled over and put his arm around him and pinned him, and it was like yeah, near well, humility. You know, he he had some. Uh, he he. I remember he was up for a, a yeah for heavyweight champion um, around two thousand six mm-hmm. or whatever when he was doing yeah. when he was doing the the King Booker uh, 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 yeah. gimmick, and yeah, he wrestled Batista yep. for the heavyweight title at. Uh, at uh, at Survivor Series, but um, there was that. Yeah. That was when uh, I was there for that. That's when uh, Dave got yelled at by Stewart to stop cursing so much. There was one guy though. As uh, uh, <laughs> there was one guy dressed um, as as King Booker. Oh, a white guy dressed as King Booker uh, who was riling up the entire section at uh, at the uh, what uh, might have been Wachovia Center at the time. Maybe it was Wells Fargo Center by then. I don't know. I, it'll always be Wachovia to me, honestly. Beautiful company. Oh, man. It's... This match, I'm just glad that they did this right this time. Like, I I didn't even watch it. I'm just assuming that there was lots of interference from both sides. And then... Kofi Kingston's able to like shine his finishing move and pin Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was like them trying to narrow down the match to like get Rowan not involved. Because whenever Daniel Bryan got hurt, he crawled out of the match and Rowan just defended him from an equally hurt Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Uh, So the other two went and took out Rowan and then Kofi Kingston won. It's it's a minor conspiracy at this point, but I would like to mention this conspiracy. QA9. so Rowan was on the Rowan was on the shelf for a while there. And now his entire gimmick has been stealing this guy from Brooklyn, his wrestling persona almost. And I'm agreeing with him. So his name's Casanova Valentine. I have spoken to I've spoken to you guys about him. He's the guy that does the uh no ring death matches at like Lucky 13 oh, yeah. Saloon in Brooklyn. Yeah. So I might be there basically Thursday. Eric Rowan Eric Rowan's entire gimmick is him. Like he comes out in obscure Brooklyn or yeah, metal, like, in, in the in the promo that they were showing he was uh he's wearing a creator mm-hmm. t-shirt. Yeah. Like he he just wears all these weird, mildly obscure band t-shirts. Or he's worn, like, Brooklyn brewery stuff. And his finishing move now is this guy's finishing move. And it's really funny, though. Like, he's just like, is WWE going to pay me any sort of money for this? Or are they just stealing my gimmick uh, entirely? Stealing it. 100%. One quick aside. Um, the uh, national title game 
uh, in basketball is going to overtime, 68-68. Oh, all right. I forgot it was tonight. I thought it was tomorrow. Oh, wow. We haven't, it's been like an hour. We haven't even touched on Oh, wow. We have, it's been like an hour. We haven't even touched on Well, on next up was uh, Samoa Joe Ray Mysterio. Do you, guys, do you guys have anything else to add on that one-minute match? No. Why was it a minute? Because we uh, talked no. about this, Brendan. He's hurt? That was it? What did he, okay, whatever. Roman Reigns yeah. defeats well, Drew they McIntyre. They can't just cancel it. It's not UFC. They can't. We, we, did we, we did touch on that also. Uh, cancer sucks. Uh, cancer sucks. <laughs> That's right. On. Triple H Triple H defeats Batista in the no holds bar match. Barred match. Uh, Triple H's um, I... Mad Max uh, uh, entrance sucked. Yeah, it was stupid. It looked I like agree. the the stuff that they I... put together for it. Like all the animations looked like it was from a fucking uh, free uh, free to play mobile game. Um, the guy that was like they they had like a middle aged war boy driving the car. <laughs> like he was it, first of all, the war boy makeup didn't even look good, and two, it was just some regular guy. Uh, he didn't look cool. They didn't shave his head or anything for it. And Triple H he just, was just wearing a, a like a bandana over his face. Now, was I the only one who thought that Batista was going to win that, and they were just going to let Triple H retire? Is that just because I'm a rookie? No, no. no Batista's no. done. No, there would be so much more fanfare headed into that match if he was going to okay. retire. Okay. Like, like they will do so much more if he's retiring. Like, it, it, it they would literally like resurrect Lemmy from Motorhead to perform his theme one last time. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, in in uh, the group text that we had going uh, for this. Uh, uh, my my friend Tim uh, goes. Um, what, what, what? He was in like the full swings of the Mad Max intro, and Tim texted us, and he was like, "How is this better than Lemmy?" And he's like, "No, we yeah. still got Lemmy. We still got him." Yeah, no, 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 uh, yeah. I for, I forget what's. Yeah, he, he was going that. He just goes, "Uh, he's like, how's this better than Lemmy?" I'm like, "Lemmy's dead. Like, there's there's no bringing Lemmy out at this point. He's gone." Did they used to like bring out Lemmy? Motorhead played just like Joan Jett played for okay, uh, okay. Rondo. That's cool. I like that. I didn't know that. Um. All right. So, yeah, I have no words for this match other than, like, I'm sure it's a great fun, or not even great, I'm sure it's just, like, a fun Uh, The only thing that stuck with me was that they pretended to rip out Batista's nose ring, and it was very clear to me they did not. Yeah, like, honestly, you know how much reaction it would have garnered if he had just ripped it out? Would have been would have been a very strong move to do to a, 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 a movie yeah. star, yeah. Somebody who signed a Marvel contract, yeah. I don't. I, again, again, I watched a guy hit another guy with a this weekend, so it's hard for me to like digest. So these in on in this level. Triple H Batista match, this is when I started getting WrestleMania fatigue. I was like, all right, Jesus yeah. Christ, when? And then it was like yeah. three more matches till the main or two more than the main event. So like then Baron Corbin went on yeah. and he beat Kurt Angle in Kurt Angle's uh, final match, Farewell. and I was Farewell. just I texted yeah. the boys in the group chat. I was like, guys, let me know when the ladies are on. Like I'm done with this. I can barely watch this anymore. I was so bored. Yeah. So you missed you missed. Uh, shout out local boy Leo Rush uh, with Bobby Lashley for the IC match that Bobby Lashley then lost. Um. The only thing I have to say of this is that I'm. I just wish that Leo Rush would get more recognition for how good he is. 
I've seen him wrestle guys that should not have any sort of physical ability, and he makes them look awesome. He's he's really good at what he does, even though he's like a smaller guy. And then that's all I got for that. Other than like, other than like Finn Balor's makeup's cool, but there's no rules to it. Which he would, was he the demon? Sense. The demon Finn Balor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little much. So the demon cool, is like he he wears makeup and then he doesn't lose, but then the question becomes why does he not do that all the time so he doesn't lose? Yeah, this um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, the, it, it's uh also there was some discussion. Well, I I immediately went on Twitter and just searched Finn Balor blackface to see who was saying that it was blackface. Um, he looked like the monster from Insidious or like Darth Maul, so I don't think it was offensive. I don't think it was offensive. It's either. clearly the demon. He and and he's done that before, where he'll wear pop culture, mad like face makeup stuff. So, uh, and then sure the last one, the ladies. Becky Lynch defeats Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. I'm, I mean, this was a match that everyone knew the ending. Like as much as they were like. Oh, Becky's not gonna win. It's like no, Becky was totally gonna win. You uh, all knew be, this. Yeah, well, be- Becky Lynch has uh, an outrageous amount of heat. <laughs> like, uh, like all um, every time I check the um, the, the Dismal Tide uh, account, where I follow a bunch of wrestling accounts, ev- got everything is about Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah, she blew up this year. Yeah, yeah. People are uh, yeah. put simply it's... after checking the wrestling thread on the Discord. Um, a lot, and she's she's very good. However, um, people are also very horny for Becky Lynch. Hey, I get it. We're we're not going to discuss the darker half of professional wrestling social media. Accounts. Oh yeah. Well, no, it, it was just there's role playing. There's like creepy fetish stuff. Well, it, it was just a lot of it was just a, a lot of uh, uh, on the Discord. It was just a lot of gifts of her, and then just a lot of people just saying that they want uh, her to uh, to stomp them. Yeah. <laughs> they all want to be. Yeah. Well, that's the see that that's the play. Is that her move? Well, uh, she stomp, or they just want her to well, stomp. Well, I, I I I think it's the uh, it's um you you can't uh, you can't be vulgar in uh, your desires, but if you ironically just say you want a woman to kick your ass, I think that's like code. It's pretty clear, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you do, yeah. and maybe it's both. Just touch on what I yeah. Have seen what did you weekend. get into this weekend? Uh, so there's this thing called Josh Barnett's Bloodsport that was probably the best top to bottom wrestling 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 card that I've ever seen. It was just a full wrestling card of shoot fighting where they took the ropes off of a ring. And they just sent guys who are not necess- who are pro wrestlers, but they're also 
train traditionally in any form of MMA. And they just let them at it. And then they even had like this fun match that was Dan Severn, who in the 90s was a big name in both UFC and WWE, wrestle Frank Mir. Mir? Mir. Also a big deal in UFC Mir. at a point. Yeah. But like they just had, and they had like a two minute thing because Mir is 20 years younger than Dan Severn. And he just put him in a knee bar and just locked him up. And then I watched, so I watched that. There was there was a good mix of knockout submissions, everything. Like I watched the guy just get dropped on his head, and he did that thing where he gets when people get knocked out and they just like freeze in whatever position they Always were in. Concerning. So he like, it's it's concerning to the to a point, but then it's like the ref stopped the match, so it's like. Well, he was supposed to do that there. Sure. <laughs> Whenever you see somebody go limp, though, it's like, oh, boy. No. Yeah. Oh, boy. No. Yeah, no, that was the thing. It was, like, the guy got dropped on his head, and the guy went to, like, keep going at him, and then the ref was just like, no, we're not doing this, and, like, stopped it. I saw this thing called Orange Cassidy is doing something. Is that a show? It is called... <laughs> it, is a, it was a show. This wrestler, Orange Cassidy, supposedly booked it. There was a 7 out of 13 falls match. There was a match with a one-minute time limit. There was a guy doing a reading rainbow segment. What is a 7 out of 13 falls match? Best of, best so of 13. One of them had to get you 7 just, Wait, falls. you got to pin somebody 7 times? Or just... Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It went to... I believe it went to 6... It went 6 to 7... And I believe the one guy had was kicked in kicked in the balls at least twice for two disqualifications. <laughs> so you could. <laughs> um, it's so good. It's there was, so good there was that a match you only that, disqualification only counts as one. It doesn't disqualify the whole thing. It's just you got a couple throw. Nope. You got to get disqualified seven times. Uh, there was this match called the, it was a, it was a, some form of a drinking last man standing match where during the match, these two wrestlers were wrestling that every 30 seconds they had to take a drink of a beer. Oh that, God. How long did that Logistically, that sounds different. Like, like they did, they have to like break holds to go drink and then come back. Yeah. No, like at one point one was trying to suplex the other one off of the top rope and he had to stop what he was doing. Drink his beer and then go back to it. <laughs> That's a really good game. Um, that was Orange Cassidy's. Uh, anything that GCW did this weekend was amazing. They also did Bloodsport. They also did Joey Janela's Spring Break, which was the most popular independent show of the weekend. And so to explain that, it's just a fever dream of wrestling. They had a match this weekend that was just two invisible people. I definitely wanted to ask you about that, yeah. (laughs) The clip that Joe sent me was a ref in a ring alone, and there was a table leaning against the, the, uh... Yep. What is it? The the corner. What's the corner thing called? Mm -hmm. Turnbuckle. Turnbuckle. I was going to say turnpike. I was so close to it, though. Turnpike. The, uh, yeah, the table was leaning on the uh, turnpike, and, uh... I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, table was leaning on the turnbuckle, and the table just collapses, and the ref falls over, and everybody loses their shit. And I didn't understand what happened at all. So 
so this match had been four years, four, not four years, four months in the making. So in October, no, longer, six months. So in October, it was revealed that the Invisible Man had been found dead in his trailer park. <laughs> so, and the Invisible Man was like regularly wrestling people. Yeah. So, and so it was just people beating the shit out of themselves. Basically. That's a lot of fun. That's so, a lot of fun. In November, GCW does a 10-bell salute for the Invisible Man. They have his family at ringside, which is just chairs that say reserved for the Invisible Family. There's no one sitting in them. And, like, they come out. Everyone is serious. They stand there and do the ten belt ring, ten rings of the bell. And then it gets revealed that his brother, Invisible Stan, had killed him. Stan proceeds to break free from jail. And then last week, they s- submitted this video of this guy named Destro resurrecting the invisible man now destro is the guy you have sent me again a few times he's got a black tongue right yes he is a former arm wrestling champion of canada he usually works with this guy named pco but since pco is now signed to ring of honor he doesn't do those videos as much anymore but he has technically resurrected the invisible man great and then the Invisible Man and Invisible Stan fought their grudge match, which the Invisible Man won. So what did that look like, two invisible people? Was it just the ref just like going to the mat it, a lot and tapping? It's and... an interesting study in how the suspension of disbelief affects a live performance. Because the ref was fully in, fully committed, the audience were fully committed, and that enabled somebody watching at home like to understand what was happening. Because the crowd would cheer when they saw one, when the ref would react one way, they booed when he reacted another way. <laughs> the crowd was entirely dedicated to it. Jesus Christ. How long, how long was it? I believe like a 10-minute match. At one point, at one point, they battled through the crowd they got to the balcony, they jumped off the balcony onto the refs, knocked out the rest of the refs. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is, and it rules. That's it, that's yeah. fucking funny. I'm yeah, this local stuff John seems Oliver way better. What? I'm going to quote John Oliver here after he did that presentation on WWE and say pro wrestling is better than anything you like. Like it it just it has everything for everyone. If it's if you want funny, it's got funny. If you want intense, it's intense. I like on, keep in mind on the same card of this Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan was Jimmy Lloyd versus uh, Masashi Takeda. I believe that's his name. But in this match was like like they were hitting each other with light tubes. They had a board with scissors open on it, and it was used on each other. There are boards with saw blades glued to it, thrown into each other. Every time you send me a picture, it's a man uh, bleeding out his face, uh, kneeling mm-hmm. in a a just field of broken uh, fluorescent light tubes. It's yeah, it's a lot of broken glass. So, in here in South Jersey, that is that is the specialty. Um. 
you have ECW ending in 2001, and the things that filled that gap were IWA Mid-South, who ended up running out of Philadelphia for at least part of their time. And then you had CZW, who was just known as like, have you guys ever seen The Wrestler? Yeah, I have not. Do you remember the part where he faces that guy with the really long beard and like the wild hair? No. It was like kind of towards the beginning. They were real like friendly with each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but they, they did that show at CZW. Okay. Which is the, so like people here are used to like light tubes being broken on each other. I have seen light tubes. I have seen forks stuck in each other. I have seen like. That's all. They sent me that. Huh? You sent the fork, I think. I I believe, I I think I recall seeing a fork stuck in someone. I I probably sent it to you because I just saw it and I was like, this is good. Tell uh, tell the people about the tampon. The tampon spot? This, people got mad about this. People, yeah, for some reason they don't understand that. In pro wrestling, if you can have an undead wizard, you can have someone like shove their tampon at somebody else, which is this weird, non rational suspension of disbelief in the sense of like tampons are real, necromancy is not. <laughs> um, well, let's not go too hard on the necromancers, they are can, a decent can segment we just, of our yeah, pro- can prove we it. Agree that that's the title of the episode. I'm sorry, can, can I just? ask if that's the title of the episode tampons are real necromancy is not sure you got it all right um so priscilla kelly she's like this like i guess she's some sort of like weird goth girl wrestler um she pulled her tampon out and like shoved it in the mouth of like another female wrestler but like she clearly did not have that like actually in like her Vagina, yeah. <laughs> in her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just like dipped in something red. This is a yeah. bag of my feces. Like, it's the idea that, like, the image is stronger than reality. Like, people saw that, and it got so much more traction than if it was just like, oh, whatever, like, we're done here. Like, oh, it's just what I, like, it's just, she just, like, put her hand down her pants and then, like, smushed her face in it or something. She also then did another spot with Joey Ryan, the guy who like suplexes people with his penis. What? Yeah, just just describe it. So Joey Ryan flips people with his dick. Like that's his thing. Is like people grab his dick and then he his dick is stronger than them and then he suplexes them. It's like uh right. like like a pick a destiny sort of like a uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. And one of and. During one of the matches, he was wrestling the same girl who does the tampon spot, and she grabbed his dick, and it was the best response to it. He, like, tried to flip her. She pulled his trunks open, threw up on it, and then, like, beat him at it. So, like, that's, like, his, like, strongest move to go to is, like, I'm going to use my dick. And she just, like, I don't know if she could, like, train herself or if she did something, but she, like, threw up on it. In ring vomiting is that I we were talking about this yesterday, and I asked if there was anyone who'd thrown up in the ring um, apart from from puke, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I forgot about puke. Kevin had to remind oh, me of puke. Um, so good, but um, but I, I was wondering from from exhaustion, 
Was there anyone that ever threw up? Like, they just wrestled too hard and puked. I don't know if there's anyone that's explicitly have puked. I know that, like, it's had to have happened just based on, like, the number of matches and, like, whatever. I know CM Punk shit himself. That was mentioned as well, yes. Yeah, and that John Oliver thing that was mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I meant. He tweeted, I shit myself. LOL retweet or something like that. Well, I, either of you, I don't really want to talk about it that much because it really went very mainstream. There's not a lot we can add to it, but did you guys see the John Oliver thing? Uh, no, yeah. everyone else did. I didn't, I didn't get around to it. Uh, I would just like to say that um, my roommate was close with King Kong Bundy, and he was very shocked to hear that he had passed. And it was like just like weird because it was on that thing, and then it's kind of like King Kong Bundy's death. I feel it kind of sparked that. Okay. John Oliver segment. Uh, no, John Oliver just calls out how they treat former wrestlers really poorly and like yeah. how they take advantage of the uh, independent contractor clause in their contracts instead yeah. of just saying that they're employees and they take care of their employees. They can like send independent contractors uh, to pasture a bit easier. Yeah. Like, and like, like I'm saying, the people, like, so King Kong Bundy lived in my town. Like, and this town is, like, a couple thousand people outside of, like, the college students here. Like, it's not a big town. Yeah, yeah. And my roommate had become friends with him, and then he's just, like, I had to tell him that King Kong Bundy died, and he's just like, wait, what? Like, he had his personal cell phone number. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, moving away from that, um, I know it's such a weird segue to have to do. Well, you know, here on the Dismal Tide, you gotta you gotta learn how to pivot. Um, I will basically, I will, I will lay this out there. My Twitter handle is Joe of Honor. If anyone tweets at me, if anyone within the context or within of the Dism, or within the Dismal Tide listener group, if they find, if they watch any independent wrestling from WrestleMania weekend and it was from the collective. So that was the GCW run company. And you would see the collective logo on everything that they did. If you watched any of that and you were disappointed by it, I will eat like a habanero pepper because honestly, independent wrestling was so much better than anything WWE had put on this weekend. Joe ready to fucking fight you guys. He's he's taking on all comers. Ready. Punish himself. Punish I, himself if anyone was disappointed. Well, see, now, I'd, I'd like you to maybe have a couple roadblocks in there, because somebody's just going to tweet you and say, I didn't like how it. How big of a pepper? I, I mean, I, w- I would like to, one, see their receipt that they bought the stream of something and that they didn't like it. It's just turning into a Nathan for you uh, level of uh, hoops <laughs> to jump through. So, <laughs> So, so they have to find me on a mountaintop. I've, I've never, you know, uh, I've, I've not eaten sort. Uh, I, I've never been interested in in challenging myself in that way. Have, uh, have, have you uh, done any pepper eating as a, uh, as a, as a goof or a bit? I have. So, I worked on a farm that we grew habaneros for a while there. So, like, it, it's not alien to me. Uh, I was at this this bar near where we grew up. It is now closed, and uh, the owner there had this like 
super special, like crazy hot sauce. Oh yeah, the uh, this is the, ghost the, pepper sauce or this, something like this that. This was the, uh, the 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 river the, mill. That the river mill. This is the that margarita or martini or whatever it was. Uh, he just he just said try this hot sauce, and like his his shtick was like he never actually followed through on it, but he'd give you the hot sauce and he'd wait about a minute, and then he'd put a gallon of milk on the bar. And he'd just look at you and wait for you to ask for the gallon of milk, and he'd say twenty dollars a glass. <laughs> it's, it's it's a decent enough bit. That's a, it was a pretty good bit, and you just go like, ah, all right. And he's like, I'm fucking with you. That's fine. Here, have a glass of milk. Just one though. Um, that was also the bar yeah. that made me do the. Uh, I think it was called a strikeout. I, I hope I'm not confusing that with the the uh, beer fest thing where you chug a beer and like smoke a joint at the same time. That's what I understand a strikeout to be. All right, then it was something. I will- I will just never forget the video of that guy doing it in Ikea. And we went to, no, we went to the, the local heart of Bordentown. Ah, totally unrelated and, to the video of the guy doing a strikeout in an, in an open Ikea. <laughs> it's a good video. I love it. One, one of the great. They just like zoom out and zoom out and zoom out. And you're like, they're at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just remember Kevin being handed four whiskeys in a row. And it was the tour of Ireland. They called it. And it was, the bartender was just like, here's four whiskeys from each section of Ireland. And Kevin just looked at her and he was like, why are you doing this to me? What what have I done to deserve this? <laughs> yeah, like none of us are ready for our evening to take that kind of turn. Uh, this, <laughs> this, this thing I did, they they gave me like some, some liquor and like a highball glass and then I lit it on fire. And then I had to cover it with my hand to put the flame out. And then, uh, and then they made me huff the vapors and then drink the liquor. And by the time I got to drinking the liquor, my mouth was numb and I spilled half of it down my shirt. And uh, everybody cheered and laughed, and I was the big butt of the joke for all these old Bordentown drunks. I. <laughs> to be fair, I was like twenty, so I wasn't even supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be there. By the way, you yeah, um, you you can you can cut this because I don't know if you'd want me to tell the story, um, but just. Um, but when I was, uh, especially because I'm just get using all names, but, um, but you was talking about his 23rd birthday, um, mm. and, uh, and about how, uh, about how much of a disaster that was. Um, it was when he, um, the, uh, he was at the hob. I don't think was there very long was, uh, got extraordinarily drunk, um, and came home was like was laying in the driveway uh saying that he needed to go to the hospital and eventually like got, got brought in and um was telling the story and she's like i was with christine at the time and she came over and she's like is your brother isn't it your brother's birthday like what's he do and uh, yeah and just like is that him crying <laughs> he's just blacked out in his room sobbing <laughs> loudly um, like can be heard as soon as you come to the door. oh my god that's he has, I, has no recollection of this none whatsoever uh all right that was that's been Joe, Joe of Honor on Twitter. We're uh, we're done for the day. If you were looking for a normal rundown, tune in next week or look up any of the other episodes we've done. Don't be so fucking greedy. There's other stuff in the other episodes, and if you don't like uh, this one, tough. All right. And uh, if you're an and if you're an administrator at any sort of public school, uh, I do have resumes available.
Please hire me. He told us, uh, Joe told us that we're on his uh, non-school resume, which is good, because this is the second time he's been on one of our podcasts. If anyone wants to, yeah. if, if people want to call us as reference, though, they can do so at uh, at 505-398-5020, and we'll put in a great reference for Joe or really anybody who listens. Yeah, that, again, that number uh, for the Dismal Tide is 505-398-5020. Dial it up, hear the magic. We got... Uh, we got a real funny outgoing uh, message, and if you don't listen to it, uh, you're depriving yourself. Do you know, it, uh, you know, it took it took me so long to watch Delocated, and I'm just like, I can't believe I wait. I, I just sat on this for what seven, eight years, whatever it was. What is? Didn't oh, is that that Delocated. Adult Swim show yeah. that you keep raving Delocated. about that nobody's heard of? Ah. Uh, I've not heard of this at all. Delocated John Glazer's show where he wears the ski mask, where he's uh, is a reality show about people in witness protection. No, delightful. So <laughs> much in the same way that I deprived myself of that for years and haven't been able to shut up about it since I started watching uh, a few months ago. Uh, that's it's very much like that. If you dial five zero five three nine eight five zero two zero and hear the magic. Uh, check out our fr- friend Wade Jams on SoundCloud. He does our theme. Congratulations on your wedding, Wade. Congratulations, Wade. We had a great time. I, we had, we had we had a good time. There was a taco bar. And the music gets stuck in my head so easily. I will say that as I listen. Good. That's good to hear. He's he's good at it. Uh, check out our Dismal Tide playlist on Spotify. It's all the episode songs. Up to forty we use. songs right now. Uh, it's about to be forty, at least two. Uh, he is Mega Clang on Twitter. I'm Patton Brending on Twitter. That is Joe of Honor on Twitter. Email us at dismaltide69 at gmail.com. Uh, we love you. Come back next week. We love you. All right, cool. Well, they was living in her. It's all the goddamn money hit down. Money and the drugs. It's just goddamn beyond everything. What's it mean? What's it leading to? You know, if you'd have told me 20 years ago, I'd see children walking the streets of our Texas towns with green hair, bones in their noses. I just flat out wouldn't have believed you. Signs and wonders. But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. It is not the one thing. Not the one thing.